You're listening to episode 218 of the Comics Pals. We're a group of comic book journalists and friends who record a podcast together because we don't talk enough about comics in our daily lives. Man, you know, we thought Fox <laughs> held on to uh, New Mutants for a long time, but uh, man, Time Warner really sat on Wonder Woman for a long time. 36 years on that movie? What the hell? I'm sorry, I didn't even listen to your bit because, and I'm sorry, this is a visual thing, but if you're watching on YouTube, Phil has a background. It's It's that shot that we did of Kale on the Superman cover, and Phil turns his head to start doing his bit, and it just looks like he's an inch away from baby Kale's face. Unbelievable. I can't. I don't even know if I can... I don't even know if I could do that now. <laughs> Who's the real Kale? <laughs> what you see behind me, people on YouTube, is Kale before life crushed him. <laughs> is, is, is hope. <laughs> it's pre-crisis Kale. <laughs> For those of you who can't see is it, that what you would call hope? <laughs> For those that are you, uh, that are I, I mean, look at those, look at those tinted fucking eyeglasses. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a dude that, had hope. <laughs> the world, the world yes. was still hope, too bright. Hope that those glasses would be cool. <laughs> this, for people listening at home, it is Kale from I think like the eighth grade uh, with his sunglasses, Dog, tinted hold glasses. Up. That's my senior year <laughs> of high school. <laughs> yeah, talk. <laughs> and I, uh, I took his photo and faded it onto the cover of Action Comics number one when Superman stops the car and the guy's looking surprised. <laughs> Kale. Like Superman on that cover, is truly embodying the spirit of hope. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't work when you explain it. The only thing missing is the fedora I also wore to the photo shoot. <laughs> now, that picture is the stuff of legend. <laughs> that is true greatness. My hope is that we'll never see the public light of day. Didn't we already do that? With that one? Yeah. Uh, I don't hope not. think so. God, I hope not. Please don't do that to me. That was uh, for the OnlyFans. Well, hey! You know what? Yeah, you can pay me to see it, for sure. Well, I like the time I made this photo. I'll be quiet for the next five minutes, and I'll spring it all please on don't. you when I do something. Please different. don't. <laughs> Phil, please. <laughs> please don't. All right. Well, this is our last episode of the year that has been 2020. What a mighty year this has been. What a year. So what uh, happened this year? You know, I've been reflecting a lot about what we've done over the over the last year, and it's crazy to me the things that happened this year. Uh, like we interviewed Al Ewing this year. That's crazy. That's so that, wild. That feels like forever ago. Yeah. I was relaying that story uh, a little while ago as something that happened like in the past. You know, like yeah, some time ago. It was this year. Yep. Unbelievable. Uh, for what it's worth, that was a great interview, and people should go back and listen to it. They sure should. I completely agree. Um, and we're going to be doing a lot of that this this episode. We are going to be reflecting a little bit. Uh, we're actually going to be reflecting on our predictions from 2020. Yes. Here we oh, go. Oh, yes. No. I can't wait for that. I'm ready. Uh, we're also going to tell you guys our favorite things of the year, favorite comic-related things, favorite things from this podcast, um, and our predictions for 2021. So uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. And then, of course, a game of Phil's Clues. 
Everybody's favorite Comics Pals game is coming back to round out the year. And so Phil will be presenting that at the <laughs> end of our show. Before we get into all that, I do want to uh, give a, a, a sincere thank you to everyone who tunes in to us. Everyone who listens each and every week, whether you've been listening for the four years we've been doing this, or whether you are brand new, or anywhere in between, we thank you so much for being a fan, um, you know, and, and listening to what we have to say. I'm sure some weeks that's harder than others, uh, especially when, uh, <laughs> especially when I'm talking about Spider-Man. But uh, nonetheless, we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Um, and of course, to continue doing that, there are plenty of ways you can catch us on the internet. Uh, we are the Comics Pals all over the place. We are on podcast hosting platforms as the Comics Pals. Social media as the Comics Pals. You can write to us at thecomicspals at gmail.com. You can join our Discord, where we're always having a great time. A link to which is in our description. And of course... Uh, last but not least, if you are on YouTube, thank you very much. We appreciate you guys. If you want to give the Comics Pals a Christmas gift, you can do so by hitting that subscribe button. Even if you're not a usual YouTube person, you can just head on over there, hit subscribe. Costs you nothing, helps us out a ton. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, be merry. Thank you. And also donate to us on uh, OnlyFans. Yep, exactly. If you really want to do a, an, an act of good faith, that's uh, the best way to do it. Yeah, Marco, what are you uh, what are you featuring this week on OnlyFans? So this week we're actually so it's been four years, right? So we're actually doing a um, a throwback. Um, I'm sure many of you are familiar with Marco's Chubal Enemas. This time, no. This time, uh, we have a surprise. It's actually going to be Phil themed, um, and in particular. It, yeah, yeah, Phil. I know uh, we haven't announced it yet. It's going to be a surprise, but uh, they're going to be packaged it. with a. They're going to be packaged with a little bag of gummies that's going to say, <laughs> "Good job." <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> <laughs> what better way to bring in 2021 than gummies with my face on it that say, "Great job"? <laughs> that didn't go where I thought it was going to go at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, let's let's kick things off by going over our predictions from 2020. Let's see. Tremendous. Let's see how wrong some of us were. Uh, now, we did. I believe it was five questions. Yes, we did five questions. And uh, I'm really interested in some of these answers. So the first one is kind of, it's kind of weird. I got to say, it's kind of weird, given the state of the world. Which comic book movie will you enjoy the most? <laughs> we were all wrong. Well, you. Who would have thought? It was Bloodshot. <laughs> it was Bloodshot. <laughs> two of the movies on our list did, in fact, come out. So there is that. Uh, so I chose The Eternals. Clearly wrong, because that didn't come out. Uh, Pete chose Wonder Woman. Hey. Don't want to spoil our review. <laughs> Kale chose Bloodshot. Did you even see Bloodshot? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. 
Uh, Marco chose the Eternals. Yep, that came out okay. this year. And Phil also <laughs> chose Bloodshot. A oh. movie I did not see. So I'm going to go ahead and, and, and make an executive decision and throw this category out. I just don't. No. I feel like I should get a P1. point because that's true. P one. I, I watched. P1. I watched the movie, movie and it was definitely out. the superhero movie I enjoyed yeah. the most this year because it is the only one I saw. Yep. So. All right. Okay. That's fair. Five. Yes. He gets a point. <laughs> that that's also called uh, a petty point. Number two <laughs> was will the DC app survive? Uh, Phil, Kale, Pete said no. Sean and Marco said yes. Let's go, boy. <laughs> so it still exists, although it is hanging on by a thread. So we get well, a point for that. I didn't even know it still existed. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be gone next year, I think, if we ask that same question. <laughs> but you guys you guys were uh, you were on the money with that one. It'll be gone it next squeaked month. by in 2020. Will a Marvel comic sell one million copies? This, of course, in a reference <laughs> to uh, C.B. Sobolski's Statement that a Marvel comic would sell 1 million copies in 20... I think he said 2019. Um, or maybe he said no, 2020. In, in, in 2020, I think. Yeah. In any event, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> to be, did any of us say yes? We all said no. Oh, of course. It definitely yeah, of course did, not. and we all lost. <laughs> Will the Snyder Cut release in 2020? Ooh, Ooh that was close. Ooh. Do you think any of us said yes? I think I said yes. I think I think yeah, Marco, Marco said yes. Yeah, we all said no. Really? Wow. Okay. I'm surprised by myself. <laughs> uh, so just to keep us up on the score, uh, everybody has well. Um, so Pete has one point. Pete. Well, Pete has one. Pete has the most points because Pete has four. Everybody else has three. Okay. Pete got okay. his Pete pity point, and uh, he got his pity point. He's winning. That was how Pete got. You call it pity. I call it strategy. Right. That's know? what you I said mean. the first time you got laid too. We know. Yo. <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> the fifth and final question. <laughs> That's what she called it. Pete's pity point. <laughs> oh. Okay. That's, great. that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> The fifth and final question that we asked of ourselves in 2019 is what comic creator will break out in 2020? Oh, interesting. Hmm. Marco immediately eliminated by choosing Tom (laughs) Payer. Oh, okay. God damn it. I just like that you said immediately eliminated. (laughs) Uh, Wait, wait. Did we interview him in 2020? We interviewed him. Did we? we? We interviewed him. Yeah, we interviewed him, but it was in 2019. Are you no. sure? Because we talked about the no. virus response. Yes. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. no, it must be. All right. So yeah. you know what? This I don't know, Sean. So I feel like I feel like after he gets the pals bump, you know, I feel like <laughs> there was no pals bump. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure there is. I'm pretty sure there is, and that's why he skyrocketed to the top. The that top is of us. a boy. <laughs> <laughs> that is episode 187, by the way. So yeah, this year. Damn. Uh, also. Pete chose Pepe Larraz. Ooh. That's a good choice. Good choice. Good choice. Did he break out? I don't mm. feel like he's risen anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think either. he's at about the same place. Hawks, yeah. Hawks Pox was probably his breaking point. 
Uh, I don't have an answer from Phil. I didn't choose one. Yeah, I I listened back and I I don't uh, I didn't I didn't catch an answer from Phil. I'll do- I will double check here in a moment just to be sure. But I don't have an I'll answer. See if from it's Phil. in my doc history. I'm gonna move on from you. Probably said Tom King. No God. Kale chose Leo Williams. Oh. Uh, I I believe, if I remember correctly, I also caveated that with uh, Teeny Howard. I actually said Teeny Howard. Did would you? Be a I, good I, one. And then you I think, said, I think we yeah. both. Okay, yeah. You were you were way <laughs> into the idea of Teeny Howard. <laughs> okay, that's that's what I'm remembering then. Yeah. Um, which I think is like that's fair enough to say. She did. She did an event. Yeah. It's true. Oh, maybe yeah. not breakout, but like definitely. Teeny Howard had a very strong year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my my answer, I think, has to be the winner here. I chose James Tinney. Oh, pff, yeah. Easy. What an interesting choice. I I was you smelled the blood in the water at Comic Con. I chose him because I thought it was safe. And yeah, I guess so. here he is. I think it was. Yeah, and right, like he did Batman. Like he had like what. Something Three? is killing the children. But he's, but he's oh, been yeah. doing he's been doing Batman for seven years, so that's <laughs> oh, not yeah, even but, a thing no. anymore. <laughs> yeah, but come on. Uh, but also, he um, yeah, it was. But he had another creator owned series that came out and did pretty well too. Right? Department of Truth. And yeah, 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 yeah. One, there's one other one that I can't recall the name of right now. Um, he ended up writing Batman for a lot longer than we thought he would be. Yeah. So that also uh, is a factor. I'm gonna find Phil's though because. Otherwise, it would be unfair just in case he chose someone unbelievable. Uh, no, he definitely didn't. But he, that being yeah, said, Phil's pick aside, we have a tie. Pete and I Between, both got four points. I mean, that makes sense. Nostra Shanmus, right? And like, <laughs> hey, a, bl- a broken clock has to be right eventually. And this, this was my year. Of course, 2020 of all years would be the year that I would guess things right. <laughs> Before we even started rolling, Pete was like, oh, it doesn't matter what my predictions are because I'm always wrong. <laughs> he did do that. That's true. Yeah. Then Pete. <laughs> I, love, I love how you found a way where I win a competition to still make fun of me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's I guess I'm fair. the winner. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Now I'm doing cocaine? <laughs> like, what are you. <laughs> I don't like this version of me Listen, that you've created. Winners get winners get to do cocaine. Okay, I so guess. That's the pal's promise. <laughs> so, Pete, since we are co victors this year, would you like to give any kind of speech here? No, God, why? <laughs> I mean, I guess what I'd like to say, Sean, uh, is that I had good competition this year, uh, but that's a little tough to say because the competition wasn't very good this year, uh, except for you because obviously we're co-victims. Uh, you know? Here we go. So you're excluded Every from any, time. any digs. Anybody um, get any toilet paper around? <laughs> or a sock? Toilet paper? <laughs> yeah, to wipe <laughs> the shit like- off your nose. All <laughs> 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 oh, right. God. Can can we can the rest of us look down and whisper no? 
Well, you can't look down. You have to look up because I'm on the winner's podium because oh. you're a fucking loser, Phil. Oh, he's got you there. <laughs> he's got you there. Hey, listen, I and I mean, an please, like with Kale, it's like I'm already used to beating him from episode 200. You know, I embarrassed the guy, you know, took a took a chip out of his marriage at, that, you know, so I mean, like, hey, it's enough. <laughs> like, sorry, sorry. You took a chip out of my marriage? You think I needed you to do that? <laughs> can, can you... Can I, can I and Marco, I don't even have to pick on him. His wife did it for me. So, you know, I mean, like, shit. Can everyone at home just take a moment and just think about the fact that Pete, who got a pity point, and I didn't answer a question, apparently, is taking a moment to fucking do a fucking victory so lap? It's, so it's my, it's my fault. It's my fault that you didn't watch the movie that you predicted would be your favorite, and then that you failed to answer one of five questions. You know what? That somehow that somehow reflects poorly on me for winning you know because what? you suck so bad you couldn't follow the very very simple rules that Sean put forward. I'm so sorry, Phil. Listen, Pete. Some of us are rule breakers, and I'm gonna break a rule right now. Bloodshot was my favorite superhero movie of 2020, so suck on me. <laughs> oh, Damn, I think that means that's mine. What the fuck was okay. that, Marco? Holy shit! <laughs> that didn't Marco's... work out the way it did before the show started. <laughs> Marco just summoned the fucking devil. <laughs> he is right. the devil. Let's uh, let's keep it pushing. Uh, my my speech is that you know I'm used to this. Um, oh my god! It feels good to win again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I mean, I'm sharing victory technically with Pete, although I do think that there should be an asterisk there. Um, yes, because I took uh, steroids, you know. Yeah, Pete's the Houston Astros. There's an asterisk there. No one thinks he won. It's easy to punch Pete down when he's taking a victory lap when no one thinks he won. Well, Sean's like, all right, dude, you won. We get it. <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. So I won't, I won't belabor the speech. Although I will say that I believe this is my third year in a row, so... Um, you know, it's hope, dynasty now. I'm hoping to keep the good times rolling uh, into 2021, <laughs> and we will do our predictions for that year a little bit later on. For now, let's jump into the pals pulls. I'm going to start with Marco, who chose Jenny Gen- Hex special number. So one. I like Jonah Hex. Um, I've not read this. as much, but um, it's good. I like Western stuff. This is a new special that apparently features his great great granddaughter, um, but she ends up going like time traveling back to the past somehow. Um, I don't know. Looked interesting, and uh, I'll read it. It's a western. Who's on it? It is. Oh, look at that! Oh, uh, Mags Visaggio and um, Melnikov, and I've I've read some of Visaggio's work. Yeah. Um, it's been hit or miss mm-hmm. depending on the the series but um otherwise yeah I'm, I'm into it uh the artist um glenn or gleb melnikov is really really good he did some of the uh angel series with brian edward hill oh okay yep. the rest of us all chose the same book so pete phil and myself all chose x-men 16 yeah, it's the Fallout of Ten of Swords, uh, the, the event that no one liked except the crazy people. <laughs> Uh-oh, <laughs> careful, comic sweater. That's fine, I don't care. They can all come at me. 
Cyborg Bebop if you're really upset. Um, <laughs> the cover is uh, Krakoa and Cyclops, and we're just, it's time to get back to business, baby. Let's get away from swords, you know? Not everyone can be Nightcrawler, who was even featured in Ten of Swords. Obviously, that was very apparent by that slog of an event. And uh, let's see let's see what's going on in the, in the world of Krakoa here. Right on. I'm excited to get back to basics. I feel like this is the book to read if you really want to know what the post-Ten of Swords world is going to look like. I think they were probably saving getting to that point for this title. And so yeah. uh, I'm, I'm very ready for that. Uh, all right. Well, now it's time for us to get into our favorites of this year favorite our favorite everything of 2020 um we've got a few things on this list here including one that is a listener request uh we'll get to that a little bit later let's start off with our favorite ongoing series what is everyone's favorite ongoing series of 2020 chainsaw man oh here we go tell us about it kale never heard of it so Chainsaw Man is, it's like Men in Black with uh, uh, an IV full of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. All right, you yeah. got, I'm interested uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's a killer mix of horror and, uh, Marco, would you call it, is it a shonen? Uh, a shonen type of? I mean, it, it it's shonen, but I don't know that it's like necessarily for kids like well it's, for sure it's definitely gory and shit but i yeah. mean otherwise it's it's good shit it, it is in that genre though right yeah 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 so it's a it's i think it's a horror shonen uh that's interesting you know where people like power up and fight and hunt demons and man it rocked my 2020 yeah i mean you've you've what more can you say about uh <laughs> you said you said it all um, I guess for me it was X Men. Um, I think it's one of the few ongoings that I've been reading, so it's been the strongest of the the set. And if anything, like outside of the the um, X of Sword stuff, I mean it's been phenomenal. Um, there've been off issues here or there, but otherwise it's been incredibly strong. There've been uh, awesome moments with Apocalypse with Xavier. Uh, the variation on the typical X Men book I think is makes it really interesting because it's not just like the team; it's not the team anymore, right? It's like X Men as a whole, as as they exist in Krakoa as a people, and I think that's been that was something that while we were reading Hox Pox, I was super hungry for, it and I'm glad that that's something that we've, we've been getting. Yeah, I'm gonna um go ahead and, and go next because I actually chose X Men as well. Um, and I, I chose it for all the same reasons that you did. I think that Jonathan Hickman has done a tremendous job of showing us the world of Krakoa and all the different characters and kind of building out a place for the X-Men. And it's weird to think about the X-Men as a team or a group that needs world building just because of how much, how long they've already existed. Mm-hmm. But of course, with all of the, the dynamic shifts that Hickman has introduced since House and Powers, you know, there is a need to fill that world out. And think about what happened this year, you know. Um, we went from 
the issue where they, uh, I believe this issue came out this year, the one where they went and met up with the governments of the world. Um, yeah. Magneto, Ooh, Apocalypse, oh, yeah. Professor Was X. that this year? Uh, yeah, I think it was. I believe so. If it, it was actually on our pals polls. From the last episode of 2019, so yeah, I guess, I guess. Yeah, okay. Um, we went from that to Ten of Swords and seeing Apocalypse and his journey and stuff. I think X Men has been tremendous, and uh, I can't wait to see what the next year, year two of X Men, really looks like. I'll I'll jump off that. I also chose X Men for for me. Um. You know, similarly with Marco, I, I think it is like it is one of the few ongoing series that I've been actively following this year. But it was an easy pick anyway. Um, I think all the stuff that that both of you guys laid out is definitely all all stuff that um, I would I would agree with and endorse. I think the the one thing I wanted to add was that I think <clears throat> you look at what Hickman and and his cohorts have been doing with the X Men lately, and it's like it feels like the first time in a long time that the X Men have like a clear identity, you know, where it doesn't feel like, um, like they're kind of like, like, I don't know, like, I guess they are being siloed off, but it's because they siloed themselves off and they're doing their own shit and it feels bigger and like more important rather than like they're kind of being siloed off because they're not part of Disney's larger, you know, media property plan right now, you know, and it's felt like for the last decade or so, that the X-Men, like, went from being one of the crown jewels at Marvel to being, like, you know, kind of relegated to the background. And, you know, for me as a reader, um, this is, like, the first time I've been actively follow- you know, following what's been going on in the X-Men in, in a really long time. And, uh, and it's, been, it's been exciting, and I feel like it's, it's maintained momentum, um, even with a bad event like Sword, uh, beca- or Ten of Swords, because... You know, I think what they're doing is so fresh for an IP that, you know, is so well-worn, like all Marvel characters are at this point, all the legacy characters. But, like, the X-Men are so cool because you can do new shit like this. You can push them in new directions and and make them feel fresh in a way that feels harder for other characters that, you know, um, have been around the same amount of time. So... I think all of that has led to a, an era of X-Men that has like felt dynamic and interesting and something that like I'm excited to keep showing up for um even 2 years in, you know, and like I think the fact that it feels like it still has so much to offer and so many places that it could go that like the fact that we're really just kind of getting started in some areas is like an exciting uh, prospect as well, which is why I think it was easy to pick as my favorite ongoing series because of the books I've been reading, it's the one I'm the most looking forward to following into 2021. You mentioned uh, like a, a sort of refreshed identity. I would, I would go so far as to say like a brand new identity, and 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 specifically because of the authority that they now claim uh, about themselves, which has been yeah. Like, to your point, exactly like refreshing, but it's it's something that at least in my experience, has been unprecedented with the X-Men and I think has been paying dividends uh, throughout the Marvel Universe, if anything. How about you, Phil? I honestly, in good conscience, I couldn't pick anything uh, X-Men related for 2020. And the reason for that being is that I really... Fucking cuck. What's up? What? Sorry, you were saying? 
Yeah, um, I uh, I have a more important voice on the show than you, so pipe down for a second. Uh, All right. <laughs> the um, reason I chose not to pick X Men is because Tennis Wars was just such a disappointment in many ways, it, and it wasn't entirely it, of the twenty two. Was it twenty two or twenty four issues of that run? Half of them were okay for sure. But for by and large, we verbally complained about it so often. But you know what was consistently good all year was Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil. Throughout the year, we've explored uh, Chip's version of Daredevil. We we've really inverted uh, kind of our expectations to, for Daredevil. So he's already Matt Murdock's been in prison before, but this time it's Daredevil who's in prison, and. You know, especially with the Netflix series, we've really explored the violence of Daredevil. But Chip takes it and applies it to like a real, real world example here. The consequences of Daredevil's violence. The series opens off last year with Daredevil accidentally killing someone. And ever since, it's been the repercussions of that. Daredevil's in jail now. And it's really explored kind of the metaphysical questions of like what's it like to kill someone if you're a good person because inherently we all recognize that matt murdoch is a good person and we've explored life in prison for both daredevil and matt murdoch and what that means chip sadarsky's done i mean pete you of all people would appreciate this i would think and this is a book you should be reading it's because of all that time you spent in prison you are yeah. all people pete pete you've been in prison for years <laughs> Um, we're 25 issues deep and it just, it's just one issue after another is phenomenal work. Uh, so this has been my ongoing of the year. Uh, it doesn't have the same publicity and hype as Jonathan Hickman's, uh, kind of umbrella of X-Men books, but this, this is something I think people are going to ultimately remember when it's completed. Whatever that may be. Man, I don't think a Daredevil book ever has publicity, but it's always like the sleeper hit. Yeah, that's true. Probably would have chosen that if uh, I hadn't fallen off with it due to pandemic stuff. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, okay, good pick. All right, so that is that is one category down. Uh, quite a few more to go. Let's actually shift over to favorite creative team. So this would be, of course, the creative team that you feel like killed it the most this year on whatever it is that you enjoyed them on. They don't have to have been prolific in terms of output, just whatever they did that spoke to you more than anything. Um, This was going to be hard for me, but um, then a few, I want to say like a month or two ago, I read Cy Spurrier's Hellblazer, and that like consumed me i it, it was uh two volumes worth and i was just like devouring the issues it was really really good stuff they had um a way of clearing the the history of hellblazer but integrating some of that back into like like they they would take pieces of it integrate it back into the series and the character that you know um and Sai being english was able to like sort of continue the sort of um commentary on the politics there he was able to introduce a lot of uh like the slang that um how that constantine typically experiences walking around like london and 
you know, sort of mixing with the dregs of society there. Uh, and he made it both a, a horror-focused book, but to typical Constantine sort of claim, it was also really funny and um, quick about its, uh, sharp about its humor. Um, and it was drawn by Aaron Campbell, who you know we've we've read um, in the past for Infidel on one of our book clubs. Phenomenal art. Oh. So like that combination just knocked it out of the park for me. Uh, a, a really really solid get for anybody who's a a Constantine fan. And um, all right, just horror in general. All right, it's good, dude. <laughs> I recommend it to you. It, it's good, worth the pickup. Wow, I think you just you got me. why did you leave with that shit? That's pretty nice. Yeah, uh, you don't you don't need to know anything about Hellblazer coming in. He clears it up in the first issue, and then you're on a new sort of like quote unquote timeline, and that's it. That's cool. I tried to I tried to start uh, Hellblazer from the first the first volume, and it is hard to read. Yeah, the uh, the original one, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's Jamie uh, Delano, I think, was the yep. uh, the creator. Yeah, yeah. I saw that that was on a lot of countdown lists for top twenty books this year. It is good. Interesting. Okay. Um, for me, whereas I didn't choose this for my favorite ongoing, I decided to choose like the Dawn of X creative team as my creators of the year because that's clearly kind of like a retreat, you know, one of Marvel's famous retreat groups, uh, collaborative groups. So whether it's Jonathan Hickman or Jerry Duggan or Teeny Howard or uh, any of the myriad of artists they have, like Pepe Larraz or whomever. Uh, what they've done with more with Marvel's X Men stuff has been really a, a godsend. And, and, and while I disparage Ten of X, uh, Ten it's, of it's X, Ten, Ten of, of X. X, sort of <laughs> Ten of Swords, sort of sort of <laughs> Swords of X, X of Swords, sword, sword of Rapiers, Swords of Rapiers. There's ten swords total. Um, it's so bad that I can't even get the name right. Uh, everything else I've done this year has been a real masterclass of content. And, you know, I've been particularly critical of Marauders the last couple months, uh, throughout the year, but the last couple months especially have been pretty good. So I think my creative team as, as a whole is kind of the Dawn of X think tank brain trust. I think that's a cop-out. You think so? Yep. That's what I put down. <laughs> I think that's a cop-out answer, I gotta say. Hey, uh, hey, Phil, what were you talking about being hot shit and stuff? Sorry. I am. <laughs> I am hot, stinky shit. Apparently. Yeah. Am I alone here or what? Are we going to just let Phil get away with no, that? No, I mean, I think it's a cop-out, but like, I'm used to Phil like half-assing it. So like, I just, you know. Do better, Phil. All right, tell yeah. me next year this is going to be blank, too. From somebody, <laughs> who doesn't, from somebody who doesn't even read comic books, Phil. Yeah, right? <laughs> Speaking of which. Pete, what's your idea? <laughs> uh, so for my favorite team, I uh, actually picked um, Hickman Dodderman. I've like been a really big, that. yeah, I've been a really big fan of uh, of Russell Dodderman's work this year, and like I, I've said a lot on the show that I really want to see um, Russell get put on on like a, a monthly book um, rather than just like getting to do the giant size and like covers and stuff, which have been cool. But um, I really want to see, I want to see them get more opportunities um and like the the stuff i have seen from them this year really did really did impress me um so that was uh that was an easy one for me awesome so for me i'm gonna take a slightly different route so i'm gonna do mitch gerads and doc shaner 
but not Tom King. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't like what Tom King's doing. But Mr. Ads and Doc Shaner, those dudes are working together in some crazy alch- alchemical way that is knocking it out of the park. Strange Adventures is, despite Tom King, one of the best-looking books out there. And their art styles complement each other in such a crazy way. Uh, you can listen to Marco and I geek out on color theory uh, on uh, our review of Strange Adventure 6 uh, years ago. Um, but <laughs> the way the way they work together is just it's it's incredible to me and it's what it's what i would like to see in comics were it not for what tom king is doing okay fair enough and um that that book uh or that episode rather is episode 208 we actually reviewed six comics out in that one and and one of those being adventures yeah number six thanks to our extravagant editor marco for that one (laughs) appreciate you uh, I'm going to go with Jonathan Hickman and Lanil Francis Yu and Sonny Go for their work on, uh, X or on X-Men. Yeah. Um, I think that they have done a tremendous job. I already sung the praises of the team on, in the ongoing series award, but I do want to take particular time to celebrate what Lanil Yu has done. I think yeah. throughout the Dawn of X era, he has created and crafted the uh the definitive look for apocalypse and that's a character who's been around a long time and one of the most distinctive things about apocalypse is how cool he looks and so for someone to come along and kind of redefine that character and put their stamp on it in a way that will persist throughout this modern era of comics i think that's a feat but beyond that there were so many awesome moments i referenced issue four of x-men a little earlier um, which was so amazing looking. Uh, the way that Lanil brought to life those sequences from, from Apocalypse's past with Genesis and all of the stuff that went on on Araco was truly amazing. Some of the best art artwork I've seen in comics this year for sure. Um, and it wouldn't be nearly as good if it wasn't for the colors. So all of that pieced together for me equals the best ongoing or the best creative team in comics for this year. So, uh, go ahead. Whoa, whoa, wait, Sean. Hello. Hold on. Uh, Phil, your uh, answer. Hello. Phil, yeah, Phil honestly, answered. you, yeah, no, I, I'm, if I'm being honest, Sean, you could have made that bigger. You could have picked the whole Dawn of X team if you really wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Marco. Hey, Marco, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> I expected too much. <laughs> After 217 episodes, you didn't know this asshole wasn't going to double down. <laughs> you can't expect Phil to think of a whole second joke. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Uh, how about favorite mini series or event? So anything that has a static beginning and end counts for this. Uh, I've mentioned it in the past, but Olympia for sure. That was an image book um, that knocked me out of the park. It it, it drew me in from like uh, from the word go on it. It's a, a love letter to all 
types of Jack Kirby stuff, um, comics, the sort of uh, art style that he puts out, even some of his like writing um, is all sort of captured in in that. Um, it's by Kurt Pyers and drawn by Alex Diato. And man, they, they just knock it out of the park in that book. Um, it's 25 issues, definitely worth the read if you're into sort of like meta kind of comics commentary. But at the same time, if you are a fan of anything Kirby, that's that's what it's about and that's what it's based off of and that's the sort of message it's trying to tell it's like the, these are the kind of comics that kirby would put out but these are the kind of messages that he wants to tie into those awesome i think for me i gotta just go with the dawn of x creation <laughs> 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 rules of three baby no for me i gotta go superman smashes the clan uh, we nice. read that earlier for our Superman Spotlight episode. Uh, the first one we did, we did a uh, two-parter on that. Uh, that was by Jane Lynn Hang and uh, Gary Hero, who did the art. And uh, anyone that's listened to this show for any period of time knows how uh, much I really appreciate the backstory for one of that event where Stetson Kennedy infiltrated the Ku Klux Klan and could not sell their secrets to the police or any law, law agency, uh, law enforcement kind of agency. But ended up selling it to the Adventures of Superman radio show. Uh, they turn it into an excellent comic in a year where you know people that you know you might consider alt right have been kind of uh, been given a lot of you know free like a loose leash to kind of roam free here. Uh, this book really spotlights how uh, bad for everyone that kind of ideology is, and. Um, it's crazy that a book like this, that I think is appropriate for all ages, really spots spotlights how special Superman is as a character, you know? Yeah. For anyone interested, those are episodes 183 for the first part and 186 for the second. Uh, this was a really special book. This was like a book I would have encouraged. This, this is ultimately, in my opinion, going to be timeless. So uh, I'll jump in there because that was actually also my pick. Um I, it's funny, Marco had the episode pulled up. Like I had it up on my phone because I wanted to be able to read it <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I so we we did our our Superman spotlight earlier this year, and and um, Superman smashes the clan was one that really stood out to me among a selection of books that I, I really connected with, um, especially earlier this year with with the way that things were, um, you know. I don't know. There was a a point this year that really felt like it was one of the darkest moments that like I personally experienced as an adult. What month did that episode drop? You know, I mean, I had it pulled up. January, May, February, maybe May. Okay, because I was wondering where we were in the 2020 timeline of craziness. You know, yeah. So pretty bad. Yeah, (laughs) pretty bad. Um, and yeah, and reading, um. Reading, reading a lot of Superman stuff at that point really was like, it, it, it hit a little bit different, you know? And Superman Smashes the Clan, I, I thought, it stood out to me for a lot of reasons. You know, I think the stuff that Phil laid out um, was definitely relevant. But I also, I also just, like, think that time period for Superman works so well. You know, like, him being set in this kind of, like, golden age um, time period, like, having that even that callback to the classic suit and everything like that, you know, that aesthetic was working for me um, just as much as, as the story did just as much as like 
the relevant social commentary, all, all of that stuff, um, just came together to a, in a package that I, I found to be really, really enjoyable and like kind of the right book at the right time for me too. Um, and uh, I've said before, like I, I think Gene Lin Yang is really, really talented and, and uh, I, I'm really glad to see um, him getting opportunities to work on on like more high profile stuff like a Superman book, you know? Um, sure, you and I were both really fond of his new Superman book he did uh, two or yeah. three years ago at this point. Just like super uh, hyphen man, yeah. uh, Superman of China. Um, yeah, that book was was great um, and didn't, you know, it, it ended up getting canceled um, because I just don't think it quite connected. But uh, yeah, so I, I, I was really pleased to, to get to read this book this year and, and have it uh, click with me as much as it did. Um, and I, I definitely agree with, with uh, Phil that like, it's, it's a, it's a great book. I would have recommended anybody. Like you could easily give this to uh, a reader of any age. And I think they can get something out of it. He really has had a huge year. Another book that I don't know if any of us have read, cause I certainly have it was uh, dragon hoops that he worked on. And apparently that was like an exceptional mm. book. Yeah. Um, I saw that on a lot of uh, top, top lists for 2020 as well. So yeah, big year for him for sure. Yeah. Um, I gotta go with Far Sector. This is the the Green oh, yeah. Lantern book from Young Animal. Uh, I love this comic book. I think it's tremendous. Um, it's by uh, N.K. Jemisin and Jamal Campbell. First of all, that book looks fire. The artwork on that book is unreal. I think if you if you simply want to see great art showcasing a space environment, like a, a foreign environment, an alien world, that book is, a, is, is, is worth it for you just for the art. Um, and that's probably the first thing that caught me was how good the art was. But then once you get past that, it's really this tremendous story about a woman who has these these powers she's the green lantern and she's in a world that doesn't have emotion the green lantern the lanterns in general are based on the spectrum of emotions the green lantern of course is the will emotion and here she has to live on a world where everyone has chosen to suppress their emotions um and just watching her navigate that space has been truly tremendous um, N.K. Jemisin is traditionally a book writer who's trying her hand at comics now, and I really hope that she sticks around because she has a unique voice with different things to say, um, and that's really cool. It's really cool whenever we get traditional book writers who come over and add their voice and don't just take a space from a creator who could otherwise use it, but actually add to the world of comics in a, in a way that... Um, is meaningful and beneficial. I hope she sticks around. I love this book, and I recommend that anyone who likes Green Lantern or Space or just good comics picks this one up. What's um, what's the protagonist's name again? Journey. Green Lantern. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Thanks, Gil. Um, yeah, I've <laughs> heard nothing but good things about this book, Sean, and it's something I've pushed off for too long. This is something I, I, I intend on reading. With, with the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I I think you should. Uh, did everyone go? 
Uh, no, I haven't done mine yet. Uh, so mine, uh, I don't tend to read a lot of we know. things. That's it. That, That's all you had to say. Yeah, we know. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> things that come out um, in a timely fashion. So the thing, a lot of the things we read on the show, I just straight up didn't like. But one of the things that I did like actually sign up to get like a subscription for was uh, the Rise of Ultraman uh from kyle higgins and and marvel um you know that famous art artist marvel uh-huh. um they uh uh this is uh Subarea, the company who created ultraman has uh really worked hard to uh branch out after winning uh, a lawsuit uh last year i think to um get their property uh spread worldwide and so the like the latest series of ultraman uh is on youtube for free um it's tremendous go watch it um but the uh, the rise of ultraman series sort of follows an alternate timeline where the original alien that is ultraman instead of coming down in the 60s comes down in 2020 huh. and it it showcases you know the 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 sort of intricacies of of a um a paramilitary shield like organization and uh you know how one works uh with a being who is larger than humanity um similar to what kyle higgins did on power rangers uh it works really well uh as an introduction for uh ultraman as a character for like american audiences um uh matt groom is the is the artist and the he's got like a mahmoud azrar feel to his art, I, th I feel. Um, and I think it works. It just, the whole comic works really well. The, it's a mini series, five issues. I think the last one will come out in January. Nice. Okay. And, uh, if you're interested, the latest Ultraman, Ultraman Z ended this week on YouTube. So all 25 episodes are up. Please go watch it. It is so good. Also, uh, the character's not named Journey. It's Sojourner is her name. Uh, I got my wires crossed because those names are extremely similar. But, uh, yeah. Sure. Same. Love difference. Journey. Great hits. Oh, my God. Green Lantern. <laughs> All right. Now, these next few are pals-related. So, first up will be your favorite book club episode that we did in 2020 we did a lot kingdom come there you go okay good answer i know uh no one's gonna see this coming kind of out of left field but uh swamp thing <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh that was pretty weak i gotta say believe it or not <laughs> that's a i fill, actually also picked fill level thing. shit <laughs> Uh, I, I really enjoyed doing Swamp Thing. Um, I think that was... I think that was probably... Yeah, I think that was probably the book that we read that, that like, hit me the most. 
you know, because, like, I went in with pretty high expectations knowing that it's, like, a classic and everything, but, like, it really, um, it impressed me anyway, and, like, I, I think I was surprised, like, how hard I found it to put down. Yeah. You know? I wasn't, I wasn't on that episode, but I did read the books, um, and I want to devour everything Swamp Thing. God, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know if Fauci's made a vaccine for that or not, but <laughs> for me, I chose kill I chose kill or be killed. Oh. That was yeah. a really strong contender for me too. I loved that book. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh if we're talking about strong contenders, my runner up was Sandman Marco, for what it's worth. Oh Yeah. But uh Sean, that was really good. It wasn't one of the classics we read this year, but it feels like a book that could easily be an immediate classic or or I guess a classic in in time. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. it was really interesting. And I thought the dialogue we had was really engaging for anyone that hasn't listened to it yet. And Sean is the puppet master that he likes to be sometimes. He really seemed to watch, really enjoy watching us all dance as we tried to <laughs> discuss the, you know, uh, morality of, of, of murder and the things like that. Murder. I love that. Oh, yeah. Man. That sounds like the name of like, if Sean was in a metal band, that would be the <laughs> album title. Self-titled. <laughs> Self-titled. <laughs> we yeah and so we got a lot of mileage out of the um sort of you know the metaphysics of all that stuff and and, and and the moral quandaries that that book presents it was a great a book club in a year that we did like so many classics like kingdom come and born again and sandman and, and swamp thing uh that that that's a real highlight in a collection of just like us tackling the classics so i really enjoyed that and sean of course as he always does did an excellent job hosting why, thank you. That book was tough to put down. I chose... Uh, Give it to me. <laughs> Come on. No, you want to. Give me your honest praise. <laughs> I'm going to be a real loser. Choose one of my own. I chose Uncanny X-Force. I, first of one. all, I love that book. I will always love that book. It's one of the comics that uh, really spoke to me on a deep level. And I think in a lot of ways it shows what comics can be. Um, And so I would recommend that to anybody. It carries similar themes to what Phil just spoke about, the morality of murder, righteous killing, things like that, um, and whether or not people can be redeemed. And a lot of the stuff that I like to read or experience in general features themes like that. No, I'm not a murderer. That challenge you. Yes, yes, absolutely. I love... Uh, challenging questions, big questions, things that are hard to wrestle with. And I think that we did that book justice in terms of our conversation that we had on it. I was so happy with the way that that book club uh, turned out from the conversation perspective. And uh, definitely one of the highlights of my year um, in terms of doing podcasts and in in general, quite frankly, given how this year went. Yes, I'm definitely going to say that doing that book club was a highlight of my year. So. Thank you guys for that. Speaking of things that are hard to wrestle with, I noticed none of you uh, picked the infinite loop. So, <laughs> so that was actually second of mine. But like, uh, if it hadn't been that we did Swamp Thing this year, yeah, Marco? well, because Swamp Thing just takes first place. So like, we Marco get it. We know the bit. Episode, guys, hmm. right? Yeah, that's what I love. <laughs> 
that's probably the book club I would recommend people listen to the least. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> my, my my choice was yeah. the book club that we didn't even put put out this year. What episode let's, is that? You'll never oh, know. Man, <laughs> favorite book club episode the lost one that no one has to listen to yeah now you you can all speculate in the discord what episode did they not put out oh weird that's also i'm looking at our shared notes here that's also phil's favorite creator because of the scandal behind his wild that's wild. that's patreon level uh content <laughs> only fans content level only nope. fans level discourse nope uh, well, it's an explicit. It's an explicit episode, so it's got to be only fans. All of our episodes True. are explicit. Because of all the dicks, five dicks. <laughs> Whoa! Talking about detectives. Comics. All right. Uh, <laughs> favorite comics pals show moment. Um, I'll go first. I I put uh the episode two hundred special. Where we did the um the the newlywed game that was that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> Phil did a great job hosting that one, and uh, it was it was great to get all of our you know our partners on and and like you know screw around and just do something that was like kind of fun and celebratory um, of that of that milestone. You know, um, I think we all felt like that was like a big moment, especially you know with how shitty this year is. It was cool to be able to celebrate that. Yeah. Uh... I think I got to go with that, too. That wasn't Classic. my pick, but now that you mentioned it. But I swayed it, you? Yeah. <laughs> what was your original pick, out of curiosity? Um, there, I mean, this happened a few times, but some of the, the things that I've enjoyed most from the show this year have been the conversations that we have had about the industry. And so my original answer was going to be... Um, one of the few clashes that we had um, on the show regarding what needed to happen for the future of the industry and whether or not DC's maneuvers throughout the summer were um, were helping or hurting. And Marco and I were always on the opposite end yeah. of the spectrum, and I <laughs> love that. So, so I, good. I had a great time with those conversations, and that would have been my answer. And for the sake of this, I will keep that as my answer. Thank you, Marco. You're the man. Yo, I, I love your commitment to your stance, regardless of who disagrees. And it allows us to always have really interesting conversations that never go too far uh, in any negative direction. I so in sort of in line with that, I think I think I know which one you're talking about. It was like the retrospective one, right? Where like we like looked at everything. Yes. So mine was the one right before that, which is where we discussed like just generally DC dumping uh, Diamond. Yeah, it's like one eighty nine or something, and that one also we got into it. I feel like that. I feel like the whole summer we got into it because it was like we were just coming at it from such different perspectives. Um, but yeah, agreed. That was just like good, good conversation about yep. uh, uh, about things that we're both passionate about. Like right, like at the end of the day, I think collectively we all want the industry to succeed. It's just the methods to that and the 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 sort of steps to that end are, are so different absolutely yep in a kind of self-congratulatory kind of way i chose phil's clues as my episode of the year uh i think that turned out to be a lot <laughs> okay. of fun for everyone including the listeners at home and we're gonna see it again today 
What? No way. Are you sure? That's right. We're going to see Phil's Clues again today. Nice. Episode 185, for those of you interested. Sean's like, you better watch your ass if you want to <laughs> if you want to do Phil's Clues in this episode. <laughs> Thanks to our stupendous editor, Marco. Kill? So mine uh, was is going to be really stupid, but it <laughs> it freed up a lot of mind space. That I don't ever have to think about anymore. I, uh, on an episode that Phil and Marco and I did, uh, I made the Flush Down the Jam theme song. <laughs> yeah. And it was the greatest achievement of my life. I'm so <laughs> proud of it. It's so stupid. But it's out of my head. I never have to think about it again. I have it saved. It's my ringtone. No way, that's awesome. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. My, my favorite thing about Flush Down the Jams is that uh, I, I, an old friend of mine from high school who's a listener of the show, uh, Bucky, what's up, buddy, if you're listening, uh, every time that he like talks to me about any of you, he's like, oh, the Flush Down the Jam guy? <laughs> like That is his frame of reference for Kale, and that cracks me the fuck up. <laughs> Yo, y'all want more? Check out the OnlyFans. <laughs> Oh, God. I, I like I like the idea that that um, Phil's the the Superman guy. I'm the Swamp Thing guy. Uh, Sean's the Batman guy, and and Kale's is, yeah the flesh out of jam guy. He's fucking dope, dude. Kale's the bathroom guy. <laughs> in true geriatric fashion, Kale spends all his time in the bathroom. Oh, Foxy that's Grandpa, how, I love that guy. That's how my wife thinks about me too. <laughs> When are you coming to bed? Oh, I just sleep on the toilet now. (laughs) Uh, Listen, we hit my age. He's watching Free Ultraman on YouTube. Leave him alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I just love the idea that Kale typed in Free Ultraman on YouTube. Um, And then... And then uh, favorite news story of the year. It's obvious, uh, right? It's got to be Sean's Spider-Man film saga. That's my answer. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's the only choice, right? That's solid. I, I, that was a close one for me. I ended up going with um, basically what Sean said was his favorite moment was like watching like DC's like implosion and rise and fall and you know like that whole the whole ebb and flow of that amid the pandemic and like what that meant for stores and everything. Like that was such a crazy story. Um, and I remember when it happened, we were like talking about how it was such a, like it was one of the most like meteoric shakeups that's happened in, in decade, you know, more. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just in line with that. That was mine. There's just, uh, an incredible saga to follow. Uh, yeah, uh, it was a close second for me. I had to go with the Spider-Man stuff. I love that stuff. It was my answer in 2019 as well, uh, and it's my answer this year. I mean, nothing, nothing eclipsed the DC stuff and what they did. But um, I prefer to focus on the positive. And for me, the news about what's happening with Spider-Man 3 is insanely positive, and I can't wait to have more conversations, develop content around that news, and then ultimately see the movie and see what the hell they actually do. I can't wait. (laughs) I think that was, like, such a crazy one just because, like, it. I remember you talking about it last year, and it was, like, such a, like, 
it was such a like half baked like oh yeah like Sean's got his tinfoil hat on and now it's just like all coming to pass and it's just like oh my god what the fuck like this is this is insane the chickens will come home to roost okay they always spider do spider chickens the spider chickens <laughs> but what fr- what came first Sean the chicken or the egg or the spider spider chicken or spider egg oh uh... Shoot, that's a good one. <laughs> is it? Is it though? <laughs> it would be the spider chicken, right? Because the spider, the regular chicken, got bitten by the spider and became a spider chicken, and I mean, then maybe, its eggs became spider eggs. Fair, maybe, yeah. Maybe the egg was bit by a uh, spider chicken, huh? That's a die. Okay, that's one way to look at the it. chicken's biting the egg now. That's interesting. I think my favorite was the uh, uh, the theaters. Striking back against the um, uh, the 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 big chains, the companies, yeah, uh, and saying, "Okay, well, fuck you then." Uh, the most the the most recent one was something like uh, Time Warner put is putting their twenty twenty one slate on um, HBO Max, Max. Yeah. and AMC was like, "Okay, well, we're gonna charge people five dollars to go see your movie, and we're taking." Uh, 60% of that, so you'll get $1, and that's how this is going to go. <laughs> and I, I really, really love it when the underdog just fucking sticks it to him. <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely is one of the wildest things out of 2020, and I uh, can't wait to see how that actually develops, because it ain't over. I'll tell you that much. <sighs> yep. It is not yep. over. What are your Time Warner's had, huh? <laughs> yeah, when you alienate all of your uh, creators. Yeah. Business partners. Yeah, all your business partners. Now no director wants to work with you. Real smart stuff. Good shit. And you get rid of all your comic creators on your comic book line because it costs too much money, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's also really cool. Um, now, this one is actually a listener submission. This comes from JCA Comics, who uh, is also known to me as Al, friend of ours, also did our awesome artwork, uh, the artwork that was referenced a little bit earlier. You can see it on our Twitter. You can see it on our our Instagram. He drew each of us, and I got to say, he did a tremendous job on me. The rest of you guys, I don't know, but me, I look great. I really love that I look like a scheming villain in the back. (laughs) It's time to wake up and smell the comic books. You don't think that's accurate? (laughs) No, I think it's tremendously accurate. (laughs) That wasn't sarcasm. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah, so his question is, he well, he wanted our top 10 comics from each of us, but we'd be here forever. And quite frankly, 2020 has been too long. I don't remember 20 comic or 10 comics that I read this year, um, and I just couldn't do it. So what we're going to do is our top five each. That's what we'll do. Is anybody uh, ready with their answer straight up? Got you. All right. So I got Scarant Hood, which is actually something I think I referenced last week as one of my pals polls, um, but it's been a super solid book. Um, a mix of some Irish folklore plus a little bit of horror. So a lot of fun. Uh, Lock and Key in Pale Battalions. Every once in a while, the Lock and Key creators, Joe Hill, 
um, and oh my god, I'm forgetting the artist's name. Um, Gabriel, the trumpet player. Nope. What? Um, <laughs> what? But as I pull that up, uh, what Hell. they end up doing is uh, they do these little like specials and spinoffs, and um, it typically involves like either characters that are family members of the characters uh, in the main series that are like in different time periods and stuff. Um, and it's Gabriel Rodriguez, who's the illustrator. And uh, yeah, they're typically really, really good. They uh, typically hit me like right in the fields. Um, I I remember one in particular for the upcoming Sandman crossover that I could be doing that like I wept at because every time I read that issue, I cry. Um, Strange Adventures, I think Kale mentioned earlier, uh, the art on that has been phenomenal and something that is like uh, really, I think, uh, has been just a really work of art in in that like they're they're communicating something from a story perspective, but at the same time they're doing things with color and they're doing things with pacing that I've not seen before. Uh, I also mentioned this earlier, Hellblazer an awesome series that I think everyone should go check out. Lots of fun. And Olympia, which I also mentioned. Um, just strong works uh, across the board. Awesome. Hell yeah, King. Uh, I, I can go next. That's fine. Um, so I didn't, as you can tell from the way Marco laid that out, we didn't necessarily choose like individual issues or anything. Not any particular like, rhyme or reason for these picks just what we what we can recall we enjoyed the best uh so i chose a uh, giant size x-men by gene uh, giant size x-men gene emma by hickman and daughterman tremendous issue daughterman gave us emma's they barely fit gloves and i love those uh so that's reason enough and then the arch crazy good um i also chose far sector i already spoke on how good that is go buy it something is killing the children that was one of my top books from last year it still is i love it if you want horror it's one of the best horror books out right now james tinian's doing great stuff over there um x-men in general the the title itself has been great i spoke about it already and batman and the outsiders it's not a book that people are talking about too too much but i'm a huge fan of brian edward hill i think he is one of the best writers in the industry we had him on our show and um i just love what he does i love what he brings to the table and that is a tremendously well-written book it does feature some of the kinds of themes that i spoke about when i talked about um x-force it's a team of characters who are really um well they're the outsiders of the dc in a lot of ways katana is one of them you guys will know her from suicide squad and it just deals with a lot of their they're you know being on the outside of things and batman pulling them together um it's a really tremendous book i can't sing its praises enough i think it just ended actually i believe the last issue just came out um so yeah definitely go pick that up and i want to actually shout out the art too because the art is crazy um oh god i'm trying to find who who the artist was it changed so if you'll just give me a moment i really want to find the artist because i don't want to shout this book out and then not not speak to that um wasn't it dexter soy yes for the thank first you dexter part? soy oh my god that guy is destined for bigger things 
He is so tremendously talented. I defy you to pick up an issue of Batman and the Outsiders that he drew and tell me that that is not one of the best looking books on the stands. Damn, high praise. Yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> it looks like a manga. It look, it look like it look not a manga. It looks like an anime. It, it looks. It has those same kinds of qualities that you expect from a a very very good looking anime. So check out episode one thirty with uh, Brian Edward Hill. Nice, oh, such a good such a good interview. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. He was so fun. He was great. Yeah. Uh f- for me, I'm gonna as I mentioned before, there's. No particular order here. It's kind of five comics, my five five favorite of the year. I'm going to pick Superman Smashes the Clan and Daredevil, which are two I mentioned earlier in the episode. Another I'm going to pick is Bog Bodies by Declan Shalvey. Oh, cool. interesting. Yes, I read that earlier in the year. Uh, it's uh, by Declan Shalvey and Gavin Fullerton, and it's about kind of an Irish gangster and like a kind of innocent lady who gets stuck in like the bog of Ireland as they try to basically outrun the law. A lot of good character stuff, and a lot of stuff that really um, fits kind of like a, you know Irish culture. Uh, Declan has really emerged as such a good writer. In addition to being a really good artist, uh, last year I read Savage Town, which was really excellent. He's doing really good stuff. Uh, friend of the show, we've interviewed him a couple times at this point. Uh, that's worth checking out. Uh, in addition to that, I'm going to pick X Men, uh, the core title of the Dawn of X stuff by Jonathan Hickman. Uh, and finally, the last one I'm going to pick, which is uh, something that we haven't really mentioned at all this year, is uh, Immortal Hulk. Uh, we talked to Al Ewing back in January. That was a really good interview. And that book has done some really inter- interesting stuff with the place below all and all the weird mutations that the Hulk has been under through and undergone this year. Uh, he's been captured by Alpha Flight since then. A lot of stuff has happened this year in that book, but it's truly... This might go down ultimately as the greatest Hulk run of all time. Agreed. Wow. So that's those are my five. Cool. Uh, I'll give my list. So uh, at number five, I had, um, and this is like a, a loose order, right? Um, but I had uh, Marauders at number five. Marauders has definitely been hit or miss this year, but um, of the the Dawn of X stuff, it's the book that I enjoy the most, aside from X Men, which obviously I gave my favorite ongoing of the year. Um, I like the cast. I like Kitty a lot. And despite the fact that it's like uneven, I I really want this thread. You know, like I like the pieces that have, that they've set up, and I I'm eager to see it get where it's going. Like the last issue really felt like what I've been waiting for for a while. So I'm I'm in a pretty good place with it right now. Um, at the end of the year, so it uh it snuck on the list there at the end. Uh, I had Life is Strange Volume 3. Uh, this is a book I talked about um, earlier. I used to be reading it issue by issue, and I, I've since like switched to trades. The last uh, volume came out earlier this year. Um, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed this adaption because I think like a lot of times when you have a, a any kind of like piece come from like another medium and then have like a comic, you know, continuation. Um, it can be kind of messy, you know, it's like, you don't necessarily always get the voices right. And, um, and there's, there's a lot of things that can kind of make it feel like off, but, um, I dug that this book, I think like felt true to the characters and it fits itself within the lore of the universe. Well, where if you like it, great. If you don't, it's not like, it doesn't have to be the canon continuation. It's a canon continuation. 
Um, so that all that kind of worked for uh, an experience that was good for me, especially when they made a Life is Strange two that didn't feature the original cast that I loved so much. Um, so I that that was like kind of a, a, a welcome surprise last year, and it and it ended pretty well. And then I also had uh, life size uh, Gina or life size giant size Gina and Eva on there as well. Uh, like I said, I really really loved uh, Russell Dodderman's Russell Dodderman's work this year, and this was kind of um, a real standout for me. Like that issue, just on an artistic level, was so sharp, and I thought like had I don't know just such great work like on the page, and it's one of those those issues that has almost no dialogue, um, and it was still one of the most memorable issues of the year. Um, which I think really speaks to to Russell's talent. So um, really, really enjoyed that one. Uh, then I also had Superman Smashes the Clan, which I talked about earlier. I was a big fan of. And then uh, X-Men as well, you know, being the flagship title of the Dawn of X stuff. Um, it's It's been a mostly great book this year. I think it's had a few issues that were standouts for the year if we were going to pick individual issues. Um, there were There were definitely some strong contenders from this title. And it's another one that I'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes next year. So my five are going to look pretty different from everybody else's. I I uh, really jumped into manga this year. Nice. Uh, and uh, so obviously, number one, number one with a chainsaw, as it were, is hmm. uh, Chainsaw Man. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, I, I have not dug into something as hard as chainsaw man in years and it felt so good until i caught up and then it felt very very bad (laughs) um one thing i'm also uh really enjoying and actually started uh this time last year was uh one piece oh Uh, oh, wow oh boy yeah 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 it hits uh chapter 1000 uh next week i think um, so that's fucking crazy. I have a long way to go. Uh, but I wanted to shout out specifically the Arlong Park arc. It's uh, uh, a really heartfelt um, arc where a character who turns out has duplicitous origins, like you find out why and the you know all the reasons behind it, and it really cements what I like about it. Uh, One Piece is this crazy... Uh, pirate story so we're never gonna get sean to read it but it takes it takes pirate themes and adds like superpowers to it but in a piratey way and it's just fun but also heartfelt at the same time and it it blows me away uh every time i sit down to read it uh another one that i was crazy about when it came out was sentient from TKO. Yeah, that was good. Uh, by Jeff Lemire and Gabriel Walta. Uh, you can hear uh, Marco and I's review of the TKO releases. That happened in, like, in January. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Wait, that was this year? That was, yeah. 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 Oh my God. That was, I think that was one of the first couple of things we yeah, put out was. this yep. year. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. Uh, tremendous story about a group of kids who are uh, left stranded on uh a, a spacecraft uh and their the 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 ship's ai becomes their mother and they have to fight for survival to get to where they're going um it's just really good uh and then uh my four and five picks are web comics uh which i 
keep up with uh, daily and weekly, uh, but they always surprise me, and I look forward to them every week. I have uh, a friend, Olivia Hicks, who uh, used to come on the Riverdale Review with us. She is doing a uh, high school romance webcomic called Sarah Ra 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 Ra. I, 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 I always pronounce it as Sarah Ra Ra Ra. That could, you know what, that very well could be it. <laughs> I pronounce it as Sahara, which is not right. Yeah, it's not. It's well, not. neither is Sarah Ra 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 Ra, so. Well, there's no H in it. So <laughs> she worked on Hicksville, right? But there are four A's and four D R's. Uh, no, she didn't, asshole. Uh, but it's about a um, an alien who comes in, and she's this weird gremlin, furry, uh, slime monster who uh, sort of fills like the pretty girl trope in the high school romance comic, but nobody exactly knows why. Um, and this year it's taken a really interesting turn as the pandemic hit. Um, and you can kind of see it where, where Olivia sort of got burnt out because of the, the pandemic and went a completely different direction. Um, it's ending soon, but it's so much fun. I love this webcomic. I need to catch up. Uh, which leads me to number five, uh, Mr. Boop. By Alec Robbins. Oh yes, uh, this is about uh, Alec, the 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 author, being married to uh, Betty Boop, and all the crazy and hot, sexy adventures he has with uh, Betty Boop <laughs> as his tremendous wife. Um, it's also ending soon. Uh, they have been uh, divorced, forced to divorce, and now they're back together. But it's not quite right. All right. So that's my five. That's it. We got through that. Woo! <laughs> Hope you're happy, um, Al. There's 20 books for you to read. Get on it. And now for our last favorite of 2020, we have Creator of the Year. How are you doing? Jonathan Hickman. Uh, Chip Zdarsky. Oh, nice. Oh. Tatsuki Fujimoto. Hey. Russell Donovan. Cool. All right. That was easy. Boom, we did that. Okay. Plus Ultra. <laughs> now, are you ready for my favorite part? Yes. Are yes. you ready for our 2021 predictions? Oh, no. Yes. Yes, indeed. And boy, do we have some fun ones on this list. We've got eight different um, questions this year that we're going to do. And I thought we we could have a little bit of fun with these. So, of course, we're going to answer these questions. And we will check back next year to see where everyone's answers stacked up against how the year actually turned out. Now, we're going to start with... What comic book movie will you enjoy the most? Now, because of the nature of the oh. industry right now, what's that? Should should we get Pete the Handicap now or wait till the next year? <laughs> <laughs> All right. He said, should we give me the handicap now or wait till next year? He interrupted you for that weak, wet fart of a joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but it is a valid question, so I'm going to need you to go ahead and answer it. But I don't even understand. 
Well, we gave Pete, Pete a bunch Pete's of, pity point. Yeah, we gave oh. a bunch of pity points this year. No pity points. Should we go ahead? Yeah, should we go ahead and give him one this year or? No. I already got one according to you, so I, you know. According to me, yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. Nobody made you big bloodshot, guys. Like I still don't get with. Hey, my movie didn't even come out. Yeah, man, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> I, I don't know if mine came out. I think it did. It certainly it did. did. And you should have watched. You chose it. not to watch it. You could have gotten a point. I don't. I didn't want a point. Well, then <laughs> shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> so the caveat to this question, because of where everything is with the coronavirus, and you know, we don't know exactly if these movies will come out when they say they will. So we picked two. Now, your first pick is your pick. That is, no matter what happens, uh, as long as that movie comes out, that is your choice. However, if that movie does not come out in 2021, your second pick is your backup pick, and that is what will count for this question if your first pick did not release. Everybody clear? Yes. All right. So what are our picks for the movie we will enjoy the most? Venom. Venom 2. Yeah. Yeah, that and then Eternals. Okay. Wow. I chose the Batman and then Shang-Chi. The Batman? Shang-Chi? Batman's coming out this year? Isn't the Batman still in 2021? No. Nope. Oh, it got pushed? Yeah. Long time ago. I looked at a list. It said it was still there. I saw all my pity points. (laughs) (laughs) My God, I hate you. All right, so I'll pick Shang-Chi and then Eternals, fine. Okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, Mine is Shang-Chi and Suicide Squad. Wow. Oh, Suicide Squad's good one. I chose Spider-Man 3 and then Venom as my backup. Nice, nice. (laughs) Could be good. It will be good. I'm going to pick Suicide Squad. That's right. We got that James Gunn behind the director's seat and John Cena's in it. <laughs> uh, and as my backup, I'm picking Venom 2. Nice. Okay. Shame we won't be able to see John Cena. That's right. Yeah, real shame. A lot of money to spend on the guy that you can't even see. Guys, let's keep the piece here. I get that reference. Uh, now, I don't get that reference. <laughs> comic book TV show that we'll enjoy the most. Sandman. Um, I'm always down for Sandman stuff. And the audio series was excellent. So whatever they put out, I hope it's just as well produced and uh, follows the lines of uh, that first arc that we read. Uh, I picked WandaVision. The, the trailers at least have been really strong and it leads me to think that it's going to be something that will speak to my sensibilities. Um, and it's uh, like of the shows that are announced, it's one that I'm very confident will actually come out. So, <laughs> is, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I, well, I was going to, is She-Hulk coming out this year? No. No, that's okay. 2022, right. right? WandaVision's mine then. WandaVision is also mine. I chose Falcon Winter Soldier. Okay, that's a that's a good pick. No one chose uh, Loki. 
Nope. Nope. Mm, you, uh, if we had a backup pick, that'd be mine. Wow. Mm. Wow. Too bad, Mark. Wow. No backup wow. pick. If we had a backup pick, it would still not be mine. <laughs> we had three <laughs> picks, it wouldn't be mine. It would my, be, ba- my, my backup pick was She-Hulk. <laughs> it's probably number, like, uh, I don't know, six? Mm-hmm. Five or six? Now, this question is very important. And I think the answer is to this question is going to determine, in a lot of ways, who wins 2021 prediction. Will Spider-Man 3 feature Miles Morales? Hmm. Now, feature. Will he be will, in the movie? Yes. In in like a, a, it, a behind will this. Miles Morales appear in Spider Man Three? Be in it. That's will it. he feature yes. in the movie? Yes, says Phil. No, says Marco. Pete, what are you thinking? Pete, you've seen this movie before. There's a whole comic book about it. And an animated show. You've seen it. You know the answer. He's like, look, but wait. Look inside yourself. He's like, wait. You played the I, video game too. He's like, how do I get the most pity pity points? God, that was a long walk for a short drink. Yes, fine. Yes. I think that Miles will probably be in the movie. I think probably. I said yes okay. first. <laughs> My answer is yes. That com- that him being in the movie will complete my theory about Spider-Man 3 and so I would there's no way I could say no. I'm locked in on yes easily. Sure. Now, as always, the outlier. Did you say no? <laughs> yeah, boy. No? You sure did. You. Did. And I think if if Marco gets a point on this, won't there be egg in all of your faces? <laughs> Uh, I like egg. Will Batman? No, it'll probably happen. Marcos. Will Batman shoot someone in the Snyder Cut? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. definitely. (laughs) (laughs) And he'll say fuck. (laughs) Does everyone agree he will shoot someone? (laughs) I'm going to say no. You contrarian bastard. I'm also going to say no. I'm going to say he will not shoot someone. (laughs) (laughs) I think he will. He'll pull out his bat, his bat guns. Will Marvel release a comic book starring Moira McTaggart? Yes. Yes, and it'll sell one million issues. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one. Moira McTaggart number four. Oh, twenty twenty one. In twenty twenty one. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's a miniseries though. Not ongoing, obviously. If I say no, I think it's still too early. If if they released Daphne Byrne to save the comic book industry, <laughs> you bet your ass they're going to release Moira. Exactly. Something's got some million issues, baby. Some. I'm going to say no. Okay. It's too early. I wrote yes, but I think it's no. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I also did that where I wrote my answers, but they're more suggestions. I've changed a few. (laughs) Will New York Comic Con 2021 happen in a physical space? 
I wanted to ask the question of will we see a return of conventions, but I think you can always count on Florida to have a comic book movie. Hell yeah. So, I'm going to keep it specific to New York Comic Con. Will we have it this year? It usually yes. happens in... October. October? Yep. Yeah. I wrote, God, I hope so. So I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I also wrote yes. <laughs> I said I, no. I wrote, I originally, yeah, I wrote no with a frowny face, but I'm thinking they will take, they will roll the dice with whatever crazy shit they have planned. Yep, exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm going to say yes. Damn it. Because <laughs> they have to, right? Like, at what point exactly. do you just go bankrupt, you know? Exactly. Well, and it's also like... Like there's like there there are vaccines now and it's like that's like twelve months from now like it's not it's not not twelve months but close ten months yeah, uh, yeah I, it's not insane to think that it would be enough for them to be like yeah we're gonna do it whether or not it goes off without a hitch is a different question right you know yeah, I think there, you're right I I think they'll put a bunch of uh, uh, restrictions on it and yes. uh, mm. I, it'll be a pain in the ass but yeah I think it'll happen okay and. Will DC announce another reboot or relaunch or retool anything like that of their universe in 2021? Announce. That's the key here. That's a good caveat. Oh, is That's it, true. Is it announce? It says announce. announce yes. Oh, yeah. damn. My, the answer I wrote down was L-M-A-O. <laughs> uh, so I I wrote... No, and I'm going to stand by that because I think we're not even going to really see the full ramifications of their current plan until like pretty far into 2021. And like it definitely seems as though that has kind of come from on high down, you know? So like I imagine that even if they do decide that like this isn't going to work and they're going to pivot, that they're probably going to give it at least, you know, a chunk of time where it's like, this is what we're doing and this is what we're trying and we're going to see how the market adapts. Yeah. That's my, that's my guess. I, I put no, I expect 2022, but if you're making, yeah. you're seeing announcements, I'm going to stick to the no, I think. I think, I, I, I agree with Pete. I think they're going to give it a little bit of time before they make that call. My answer is No. And I'm also going to say this, nothing, it, it doesn't count if they give us more details about, like if they were to, so the Infinite Frontier thing, if they give that an official name or anything oh, like yeah, that, if course. it relates okay. to official, to Infinite Frontier, that does not count. It has to be something brand new. Okay. Yeah. I also say no then. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Because I was I was sitting here thinking we're in that no man's land of um, uh, what was it between Infinite Crisis and Final Crisis, like one year later or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But with Infinite Infinite Frontier is a thing that yeah that's I will pro I bet we get an event this year though. You know what I so like I said I wrote down LMAO. I'm gonna go pure Joker on this. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, they're going to do it. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> Phil. Hell yeah. Hilarious. And for the last category, the category that I have correctly picked every single year, 
what comic book creator will break out in 2021? Did we do that? Tatsuki Fujimoto. <laughs> no, we didn't do we that. We did that. That was this year. Yeah, we did. Fuck. No, we did. Not, not for next no, year. We didn't. We reviewed who we who we picked last time, and we did our our personal creator of the year, but not our breakout pick. Oh, all right. I said yeah. Chip again. Okay, I guess. <laughs> okay, that's your you pick. Think Chip Zdarsky's gonna break out in twenty twenty. He already broke out, bro. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like that he, a little bit. I, yeah. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get because he's he's not exclusive to Marvel, right? Like he's gonna no. be doing some DC stuff, and so yeah. I think they're trying to rope him in. So, Marco, or Sean, when you write down your answer for next year, you better write like Chip Zdarsky, but bigger. <laughs> yeah, baby, exactly. <laughs> he's gonna be a bigger fish to fry. <laughs> okay. All right. Like sure. he better be like a borderline house line name by next year then. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's gonna be like, You're this Chip Sadarsky? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You guys interviewed Chip Sadarsky? Wow. Oh my god. Like that better have a um, million views. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna sell wow. a million comics. <laughs> Damn. Chip Sadarsky's gonna sell a million comics just alone. I can see it. You know what? I can see it. Uh so I put I put Jean Lin Yang. Um, oh, nice. I choice. think I think he's a good pick. He's been a like kind of star on the rise the last couple of years. Like he's been doing bigger things like every year. Um, obviously, like we said, he got to do you know Superman proper this year with Smashes the Clan. Uh, he also just you know he's been doing Shang Chi over at Marvel, um, which is kind of a big opportunity for him, especially considering that the movie's coming out. So like I think he has a good opportunity there to you know, potentially have a run that's considered like, you know, oh, this is like a definitive jumping on plate, you know, kind of thing. Like, I think he's kind of been setting himself up for bigger and bigger opportunities like that. Um, and like, obviously he got attention with, you know, some of his creator own stuff this year too. So I don't know. I, f- I feel like he's been in a good spot, putting out good work and people are taking notice. So um, I th- I'm thinking that trend will continue for him. You definitely chose the safest pick, I think, Pete. Sure. Did he? I I gotta find some way for you to take my victory away from me next year. Oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> Phil? I I decided to get something with a little different here. He <laughs> just keeps freezing on the Jones. creepiest smiles. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Phil? We didn't hear a word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, great. Oh, God, <laughs> ew. That's disgusting. Do you have an answer, Phil? Yes. I chose Phil Kennedy Johnson this time. Oh. Interesting. That's good. Yes. Kill? My thinking oh. is he's had a bit of a... <laughs> he's had... He's had a bit of a rise this year, and he's taking over the Superman book for 2021. I think that's a great opportunity for him to really rise up. So we'll see. Kale? I don't know, man. Who's even making books anymore? It's not Chainsaw Man. Who cares? Uh, I'm going to say Rom V. I think uh, him getting this uh, going from indie guy i saw at thought bubble to um uh big name swamp thing writer with future state i think we could see him uh really pick it up pick it up this year and leah williams of course 
<laughs> uh, my answer is Kale Ward. <laughs> oh boy, I've got bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the correct answer is Philip Kennedy Johnson. Uh, he clearly is chosen. He's been chosen by the industry. That is obvious. Um, he has three names, and three name people tend to do really well. Uh, I just feel like them giving him Superman is a huge boon, and if you've read The Last God, then you know that he has chops. So I expect big things from him in the future, but I also think Rom V is a very good answer. I believe that either one of them will ultimately prove to have been correct in 2021. So, well, wouldn't it be funny when Chip just blows up? <laughs> Marco, if, if, if Chip Zdarsky writes an event in 2021, I will concede this category to you. Oh, it's, shit. It's got to be like a big event. It, it can't be like Daredevil, no more secrets. It has to be some yeah. real, it has to be something real. Like Endless Winter. No. <laughs> like X of Swords. No. No, it counts. I think I think X of Swords counts. It's terrible. Seven thousand people wrote X of Swords. Yeah, but if it's Empire. Just Chip Zdarsky. So if, if Chip writes that <laughs> Some, many yeah. issues though, if he writes a twenty some odd issue event. If if Chip Zdarsky writes Empire Two <laughs> then yes. That will be when we know he's arrived. Yeah. Chip Zdarsky's death metal. <laughs> that actually sounds like an awesome book. Yeah, that would be great, yeah. actually, I bet. If Chip Zdarsky writes the next Crisis book. That would be so <laughs> nuts. Holy secret, shit. Secret Crisis. Chip is. Crisis yeah. War. Folk metal. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, yeah, that's the only Chip one. Zdarsky. DC's. Bluegrass. Yes. I said bluegrass. Deathgrass. Got it. So thank you guys for your predictions. Check this space back if you want to keep up with who is right and who is wrong as the year progresses. Or just listen to our end of year episode from 2021 where we will recap this and razz the person who got the least points. Pete? No, no. In this case, I won when, and I got razzed. So I don't, I don't even know who got the least points because I got made fun Actually, of. Actually, in this one, everyone but you and I got the least points. Right, so if yeah. you would like oh, yeah. to uh, shit on them, feel free. Yeah, suck it, you fucking losers. Whoa. Better luck next year. I'm always on your back. No, you're cool, Marco. <laughs> uh, it's too late. Sean? He said the thing, Marco. Sean, again, congrats on your victory. Uh, you definitely earned it. No pity points for you, so good job. Uh, for the rest of us, yeah, it sucks that we lost, I guess, huh? Especially for Pete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, except for Pete and I, are all losers at predicting. But are you winners at the real game that matters to close out the year? Can you win Phil's Clues? Historically, yes, I can. Oh yeah, that's right. Kale is the Kale's the defending <laughs> champion, right? Kale's got the hot hand. Coming for your ass, Kale. Your boy knows some trivia. All right, let's get it. <laughs> All right. 
So we're going to get started. Phil's going to go over the rules and everything. He is the host with the most. And really, he's the host with the least. But um, he's going he's gonna to run the show, so I'm going to pass things over to him. Hopefully, Phil, you keep us steady and uh, don't do anything too dumb. No promises there, Sean. Well, listen, it's not Marco's <laughs> Jeopardy, so... so Damn. Well, that was a nightmare. Uh, so before you start, just explain the game for those who might be listening to this for the first time, uh, and for me, because I forgot how to play it. That's, that makes two of us, doesn't it, now? Uh, so how well do you know those characters that appear on your funny pages on the big silver screen? Today we're going to find out in today's returning segment, Phil's Clues. I have in front of me five different characters. For our purposes, they're going to be labeled as characters A, B, C, D, and E. Each of you are going to have a chance to figure out which character is behind each of those letters. So, how is the game is how is the game playing? We're going to find out now. So, say Sean picks the letter A. For every letter, we have the same category clues, which are the following. We, I have sent these to our contestants, and I'm going to read them out loud to you now. We have 10 category clues. They are from top to bottom. Number one, each uh, the year that they were created. Two, their canon height and weight. Uh, three, their creative team that created them. Four, the most famous color palette uh, that they are most recognized for wearing. Uh, number five, what issue was their first appearance? Number six, the number of films that they have appeared in, if any. Uh, seven, the general supporting characters that you may recognize them having. Eight, uh, how they got their superpowers, if they have any superpowers. Number nine, their most prominent antagonist. And number ten, their most recognizable love interest. So, uh, he will give me the number of clues that he thinks he needs to solve based on the category clues I give him. So, for an example, to make it a little more polite, uh, make, make it more easy to know, let's say that the letter A that he chose is the character Superman. We all know Superman. Uh, he say he says he thinks he can do it in seven clues. Uh, someone may interject and try to steal and say that they can do it in six. Those two people now will then barter until one of them basically says, "Okay, you think you can do it in four clues? You got it." Uh, so Sean, I will give Sean four clues. If he is able to guess it in those four clues, he gets six points. Basically, they're in reverse order. Uh, if he thinks he can do it in one clue, he gets ten points. If he needs ten clues to do it, he will get one point. That's kind of the gist. Uh, the person, uh, that, you know, is trying to steal, if Sean basically guesses and is wrong, uh, that person can then try to steal it. If they get it wrong, they get minus one point. Say that was, you know, uh, the clue that you know has three points left. That person trying to steal would get those three points that Sean could have gotten at that point. Uh, I will give you one hint. I'll give you one hint about each character before you choose. That clue will be which company publishes the character. Any questions? Um, I don't have any questions, but I do have a suggestion. Write the freaking rules down next time. I did. I read them. <laughs> <laughs> I, read I was oh, reading the rules. Was you reading? <laughs> I, I, maybe we should write, write a more succinct version of the rules. <laughs> Those were the written rules. No, I think we're all uh, good. Anyone else? Okay. All right. 
so the question now at this point is who goes first? So I will do it simple enough. I'm thinking of a number. Whoever gets it closest will go first. Uh, it is a number 1 through 20. 15. 13. 12. Kale, what did you say? 3. That was the number on the nose, actually. What? That's a bad omen for us. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yeah, I was thinking of the number 3. So, Kale, pick a letter one, uh, A through E. B. B. Okay, that is a DC comic book character. How many clues do you think you need to figure this out? Oh, you guys are going fucking down. <laughs> that, okay, so how many clues? Four. Four. Four clues, he says. Anyone think they can do it in less than four clues? No one? Nah. Okay, four clues it is. Kale! All right. <clears throat> For four clues. Let's do this thing. They were created in 1967. Their height and weight is 5 foot 6 and 121 pounds. They were created by numerous creators, including William Dozier, Julius Schwartz, Gardner Fox, and Carmine Infantino. Dozer was created Carmine the idea. Infantino. Schwartz created the concept. Fox was the writer, and Infantino was the artist. Finally, they are most recognizable in gray, white, and blue. Who? Gray, white, and blue. That's right. Who is this character? Captain Adam? Not a DC comic original character. Charlton. Charlton. Oh. That's right. That's right. Thought we were going down, returning champ, but that's okay. So he doesn't. Oh, I'm sorry, it. Pete. So who is he? Yeah, I'll open up to the floor for one name. point. Anyone think they know who it is? <laughs> No, that's it. It's just that was the clues. Kale opened it also, up, so it's one point because no one tried to steal. I'll just give one point. Whoever thinks they can guess it, what character was it? And there's no negatives if we no no negatives because it's just open. If we do guess, right? But one guess okay. only. What was the color palette? The color palette red, was blue, green, is, gray, yeah, red, blue, gray, gray, white, and blue. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Wildcat. Wild the, answer, the answer, ladies and gentlemen, was Barbara Gordon, the original Batgirl. 1967? Wow. That's right, gray? folks. Gray? Gray, white, right, and good. blue? Yeah, where, where'd the white come from? Uh, that's a good question. That's why I have it written down. Because it's gray, yellow. And blue. <laughs> that's a terrible. That was a terrible clue. It's fine. It's fine. Let's you move give on. me the raw colors. It's fine. Uh, it's you... not fine. You ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fine. Wait, let's wait, move, let's well, move on to Pete. Well, 
All right, Pete. Okay. Pick a letter A through E. That's not B. Yeah, R.I.P. Pete. <laughs> hey. Hey, okay. We have another DC comic book character. Um, okay. I'll do it in... Five. Okay. Anyone think they can do it in less? No one? No one wants to try to seal? No. <laughs> I'll do it. Okay, how many clues? Oh, champ. I'd do it in four. Four. Uh, Pete? No. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) Okay, Kale, you're up again, baby. Three clues. They were, so again, once again, it's a DC comic book character. They were created in... Four clues. They were created in... You said... Three, because Pete said four. I said four. I said four. I said four. No, Pete said no, five. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said okay. five, and he said four. I misunderstood. I'm sorry. Okay, so he was uh, great in nineteen ninety three. They are five foot seven and one hundred fifty pounds. They were created by the writer Carl Kessel and the artist Tom Grummet. Their color palette is red, blue, black, and yellow. And their first appearance. Oh, it's just four. So I'm not gonna say their first Sweet. appearance. Yeah. So four. There you go. Which character is this? When we. What was the first one? You breezed right over it. They were created in 1993. Superboy. He's got it, folks. Damn. It Ooh, was nice. It was the post-crisis Superboy. That's four points for Kale. Death of Death of Superman, Reign of Reign of the Supermen, Superboy. That was Old the classic Superboy leather jacket question. Superboy. Very nice. That's right. He just got four, four points. Right? No, it goes back. It goes backwards, doesn't no, it? Six. Oh, six. He got six points. I tell you now. That tells you how well. I know <laughs> right. <this> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, we'll do Marco because I'm just going in the order based on my screen. So it's Kale and Pete. Now Marco. Marco, pick a letter A through E. Uh, the uh, you can't choose D. A and B. They've been chosen. So. so D, we have a Marvel comic yep. book character. How many clues? Can Damn, you do I'm gonna do it in. I'm gonna do it in six. Six. Ooh, okay, I love oh. it. Okay, can you do it in less than five, Marco? Nah, I can't do it. Okay, so Sean, <laughs> you have five clues to do this and i i have a feeling you're gonna get this are you ready are you ready yeah let's do it buddy okay marvel comic book character they were created in 1984 they are 29 feet tall and five inches and 15 tons is their weight they were created by Denny O'Neill, Bill Mantlo, Jim Salakrup, Bob Budinansky, and Simon Furman. Their famous color palette is red, blue, and gray with a little bit of yellow. And their first appearance, this is the money one right here for you, Sean. Their first appearance, Transformers number one. What? 
That's right. <laughs> you said they're 29 feet tall? That's right. <laughs> and five inches. <laughs> 15 tons of their weight. They were created in 1984. And Denny O'Neill, Bill Mantlo, Jim Salakrup, Bob Budakansky, and Simon Furman. Issue Transformers number one. Prime? That's the answer, That's folks. The answer, folks. This is back when Marvel Comics were publishing Transformers comics. I literally could not have gotten that if you did not if I did not get the fifth clue. That's right. So Marco, you helped Sean out a little bit there. Well, I, I was I was gonna say four. <laughs> That's like always the funny thing is like I said I needed five. Like I can't do it in four. You know? Wow. All right. I'm on the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh that was pretty good. I like that. Uh okay. Uh Sean, you have So wait, seen... that's five points for Sean then? That's right. right. He's only down by one at this point. Uh now Sean, you get to choose between C and E. Uh let's go with C. Okay, it's an image comic book character. Hmm. How many clues do you need? I'm going to say five clues. Okay. Anyone think they can do it in less? Anyone think they can do it in less? Uh, no. I can, I can do it in three. You can do it in Whoa. three. What? <laughs> Sean, can you do it in two? You're a crazy person. Nope. Go right ahead. All right, Kale. <laughs> okay, here we go, Kale. This is a chance to get seven points. Are you ready? Yep. They were created in 2002. Their height 2002. And okay. is 5'11 and 175 pounds. And they were created by Robert Kirkman and Corey Walker. Who is this Conqua character? Is this what is the height and weight? Five foot eleven and one hundred seventy-five pounds. Two thousand two. Is this tech jacket? <laughs> no. Who can steal it? For one point. <laughs> I guess, Sean, you get first dibs because he tried to steal it from you. Uh, one point, who is it? And there's no penalty for being uh, uh, no, wrong. No penalty, that's right. Invincible. That's correct. What? Yes! 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 That wasn't on it for... Oh. Yo, so Kale, and it's funny because that was a solid guess. But the thing is that the first issue of Invincible is 2003, but he appeared before that in 2002. Oh, sure. Wow, that was uh, that was great. I was really satisfied with that. Tech Jacket, strong guess, though. That was a strong guess. I respect it. Okay. That was, that was the limit of my uh, image knowledge. <laughs> okay. That's my deep cut Kirkman knowledge here. <laughs> so this will be at the end of the first round. If we decide to go beyond the first round, we can, but this is a tiebreaker between Kale and Sean, or at least now. Uh, this is our letter E. It is a Marvel comic book character. I'm just going to throw it in the air for you two. Who thinks they can do it the least? 
This is between Sean wait, and Kim. Wait, wait, wait. Why is it? Why? Why is there a tie? I'm I'm in first. Yeah, I went. That down was a one point. That was a one point. Oh, you did go down. I yeah, forgot. Kale got. You did go down. Yeah. yeah Kale right. Yeah, Kale had a one point lead. Now they're tied for first. No, I'm. I'm You're right. first. No. I have seven points. That's he right. Five. He, he tried to steal. Oh, and he right. failed, you so just got that one. right. Duh. So it's minus one. Yeah. No. So, so Sean's in a clear lead. But Kale did lose a point, though. Regardless, because he tried to steal and he failed. Right. So, all right. You guys want to do a second round here? I got a second round prepared. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. Are you me? I gotta so, stomp right back up. <laughs> Alright, we got letters F, G, H, I, and J. So. Wait, I have a uh, question. How come so, we don't do E? Uh, yeah. I mean, we can do that. That's I guess E would be the tiebreaker. Oh, it only, oh. But there are only four of us. Yeah, I was treating it as a tiebreaker. You're the game master. You're the game master. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's move on to round two. If we need right, tiebreakers, I got that ready. Yeah. All right, so, Kale, you started us off before. Pick a letter F through J. Okay. Okay, I'm going to pick I. Okay, the letter I. It is a dark horse character. How many clues do you think you can do that in? Oof, dark horse. Six. Six. Does anyone think they can do it in less? I can do it in five. Marco says five. Kale, can you do it in four? Yep. Okay. You, I was being wow. generous. <laughs> okay. Marco, can you do it in three? No. Okay, four it is. <laughs> Kale, who is this character? They were created in 1994. Their height and weight is that they are six foot three, 145 pounds. They were created by Mike Mignola, and their color palette is blue and black. Who is this character? Abe Sapien. That's correct. It is Abe Sapien. Damn. Kale gets six points. So that's that 11. brings him up to 11. All right. Moving on. Pete, give me a letter. What letters are left? We have F through J, and the only letter that's off the board is I. F, I guess. Okay, it's a DC Conquer character again. I know these aren't your favorite. Fuck. Great. How many clues do you think you can do what it in? What DC knowledge I have. Uh, okay, um... Five. Five clues. Does anyone think they can do it in less? Yep. How many? All right, so you can... Uh, four? Son of a bitch. Four. Okay, does that, uh, Pete, do you think you can do it in three? Mm. No. Just no. say yes. I, oh, my I God. I could do it in three. <laughs> I could do it in three. No, oh, no it's a one-on-one at that point. Damn it. Oh. That's how the game works. No, fucking let him. <laughs> let him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has a chance to steal though. We're gonna stick to the game rules here. Okay, Kale, four clues again. Are you ready? They were created in 2015. Their height and weight. Uh, 
an, ori- an original appearance, I should say, because this character has changed over time, is four foot six and eighty six pounds. They were created by Dan Jurgens. And her traditional color palette is red, blue, black, and yellow. Who is this character? Uh, were the who is the artist? Uh, I don't know. When I looked at the page, it just said Dan Jurgens. It was right artist, so he did both. Apparently, he did both. He was right artist. Six. Was the weight? 86 pounds. Say the colors again. Red, blue, black, and yellow. John Kent. It is Jonathan Kent. The other Superboy. Of course it was John Kent. (laughs) Duh. Oh my god. I did two different Superboys today. Dude, I would have known in three. It doesn't matter. You don't have points. He's if you lose, if you go minus one, who cares? You, you let Phil fly away with this game. Just like Jonathan Kent, right? Uh, Marco, you're up next. We got just like, uh, just like all those super boys flying away. <laughs> we got three left uh, here. I'll take Marco. Jay. Jay. Okay, it is another DC comic book character. How many clues do you think you okay. need? Four. Four clues. Okay, can anyone do it in less? There goes Kale. <laughs> Four's my sweet spot, bro. <laughs> can anyone do it in three? Okay. Nope. Okay, Marco, it's you. Four clues. Are you ready, buddy? Yeah. Okay, this character was created in 1940. They are six foot one, two hundred twenty pounds. They were created by Martin Nodell or Nodal, and their color palette is yellow, red, and green. Who is this character? Uh, who is the artist? I, as I had written down, it was Martin Nodell. Might have been another writer artist situation. Let me uh, double check real quick just to make sure. I can help you. What character are you looking for? I, I got it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Martin Nodell is the only one attributed here on this page. He was an artist. Was, and the color, the color was red, yellow, green? Yellow, red, and green. Crap. And what I can think of is uh, Alan Scott. That's the answer, my boy! Oh! Wow! <laughs> Wow. Great job. Great, great job. Okay, Marco's on. What color is his cape? Uh, I thought it was black, to be honest. The underside is is yellow. His cape ain't yellow. The underside is yellow. Uh, As I did last time, uh, I don't have to give. You fucked it up? No, I don't have. No, last time we played, I didn't give every single color. I gave most of the colors. Uh, oh, you put... you willingly give out false information. No false information. It's <laughs> how he throws you off. I threw you off. The Batgirl 
thing was a fuck up. I admit that, but this was deliberate. I chose most of the primary colors. This time I deliberately lied to you. <laughs> okay. Sean, you have two left. It's G and H. Uh, let's go with H. Okay, it's a Marvel comic book character. How many clues do you need? I'm going to say four. Okay, anyone think they can do it less? Okay, Sean, four it is, man. Are you ready? This character was created in 1963. So we're going back to classic Marvel. They are five foot four and 110 pounds. They were created by Stan Lee, Robert Bernstein, and Don Heck. Their traditional garb is red, silver, and purple. Ah. Uh. 1960? 1963. 1963. Red, silver, and purple. Those are some of their traditional colors that they've worn. They've also worn, famously, orange and black. black. Why are you giving them extra hands? That's that's the extent that I'm willing to help. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm trying to keep it interesting. I'm the game master, folks. <laughs> trying to keep it interesting. Piece okay. of shit game show host is what you what are. What can I say? I'm making it interesting. Sean, does that help at all? Uh, can you give me each hint one more time? I sure can. Uh, they were created in 1963. Uh, they're 5'4", 110 pounds. They were created by Stan Lee, Robert Bernstein, and Don Heck, and they traditionally were red, silver, and purple. Wow. I'm stumped. The purple's throwing you off. Oh, you know the answer, Marco? Mm-hmm. <laughs> red, silver, and purple. Shit. I, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna sit here and not answer. I don't I don't know. The answer is pepper pots. What the fuck? <laughs> what we're supposed to get to the steal? Answer is pepper pots. Bro, that was gonna be my point. No stealing. <laughs> Why? Because we're gonna move on into the bonus round. Okay, oh, fine. <laughs> uh, I bet uh, Jeopardy's looking kind of fun right now. Uh. <laughs> All right. I am going to move on um, to the bonus round now, and we are going to play it so that basically whoever gets it first will get a total of 10 points. Okay. Can you see what the scores are? 10 points. Yes. Let me uh, scroll up and look at these. Uh, so far, Kayla has 17 points, Sean has 7, and Marco has 6. Pete has nothing. Hell yeah. <laughs> right, shoot for second. Let's go. <laughs> All right. First person to guess this will get 10 points. This will keep it interesting. Shall we? One guess? One guess, and you're out. Okay. This character was created in 1958. This character is six foot three, 
345 pounds. This character was created by Otto Binder and George Papp. Shazam. You're out. Fuck, that's wrong. Wait, did you, All right. did did you say what universe they were from? Publisher, yeah. No, did. I did that on purpose. I'm keeping it broad. Okay. Their most familiar color palette is purple, red, and yellow. Okay. They first debuted in Superboy 1968. The year was 58? That's right. They've so far appeared in zero motion pictures. This is the one that's. What were the colors? What were the colors again? Purple, red, and yellow. Right. Red and yellow. This is the one that's going to give it away. Are you all ready? The characters they're most affiliated with are. Bizarro Lois and Bizarro Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Bizarro Sean gets 10 Sean points. Wait, what? What happened? Yeah, you froze, asshole. Yeah, Phil keeps fucking freezing. I heard Green Arrow. No, he said Bizarro Jimmy Olsen and Bizarro Lois. Well, there you go, folks. It's a tie game so between Sean and Kale. So it's a no, tie game. that's bullshit. Why? Tactic technical issues. Let's go to let's go to letter F. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to take my points away from me, Marco. How those were my points. Feel. Those weren't your points. You didn't know the answer. Yeah, I took yeah, <laughs> your points fair and square. All right, all right, great. <laughs> this is what I was hoping for. We have another time. We're going to go to letter G. It's a Marvel comic book character. It's between Sean and Kale. Have it at it, guys. Have at it? How do we have at it? What do we do? Who Make thinks stories. they can do less? You both are uh, together. Uh, you know. Uh, I'll, I'll go to Sean since he just came back. Sean, how many clues do you think you can do it in? Five. Kale, can you do it in four? Yep. Sean, can you do it in three? Uh... Go for it, King. <laughs> uh, no one loses yeah. points here because it's not a steal. No okay, one loses two. points. So, so okay. So, explain what happens then. If you don't get it, we'll move on to the other tiebreaker. If neither one of us can get it, we just move on. We'll do the, the other tiebreaker. So, if I two so, so if I say I can get it in three, and then I don't, what happens? Kale has a chance to do it. Okay. And then if neither one of us, okay, so yeah, I'll do it in three. Okay. All right. Kale, can you do it in two? No. <laughs> Marvel character. They were created in 1964. They are five foot ten, 144 pounds. They were created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. That's your three clues. You said uh, what was the height and weight again? Five foot ten, 144 pounds. Uh, did you also say the year they were created? 1964. 1964. Yeah, five foot ten, 100, 144 pounds. That's, That's correct. correct. And wait, what was the creative team? 
Uh, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Wow. What was the height again? Five foot ten. Five foot ten. Okay. Five foot ten, hundred and forty-four pounds. Um, I'm gonna say. Oof, this is tough. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out there because I can't think of anything else. I'm gonna say. Um. Uh, Angel. It's not Angel. If I'm not mistaken, he was created in 1963. Don't say that! I believe he was created in 1963. <laughs> also Jack Kirby. Kel? Uh, you said you can do it in four? Doctor Strange? It's not Doctor Strange. Okay. Is it Mr. A? It's not Mr. A. The answer, as we move on to the other clue, was the leader. The leader. That's a good it's one. The leader. Okay. Let me move back to the previous round where I saved a clue. Okay. This is a Marvel comic book character as well. All right. You know, we'll do it like we did the other tiebreaker. I like that more. I'm going to go through each clue. Whoever gets it first between you and Kale will win. Let's do it that way. Sound good? Oh, okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, Marvel character. They're created in 1963. Another old character, okay? They are six foot three, 230 pounds. They were created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Their traditional garb is purple, blue, and green. They first debuted in Fantastic Four, number 19. The no, fuck. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, Kale. I think we're I gonna run, it is. We're going to run the gambit here, okay? This is your chance. Uh, okay. They've so far appeared in zero motion pictures. Can you say... Start again from clue four. They are traditionally seen wearing purple, blue, and green. They first debuted in Fantastic Four, number 19. They have so far appeared in no major motion pictures. They are often closely affiliated with Kang the Conqueror. They have no clear superpowers of their own but they are from the future that's where their powers are bestowed from they often will fight the avengers and the fantastic four and their primary love interest is ravona who is this character <laughs> come on kale who the fuck is ravona that's their primary love interest, according to the source material. It's not, you know, I didn't choose anyone too, you know, obscure. This is a very prominent character. I swear in to God, if you don't stop saying extra shit, Phil. <laughs> I'm just saying. Say the color palette purple, again. Purple, blue, and green. Green. They're purple, blue, and green. Purple, blue, and green. 
Is it Kang? It is actually Kang, yes. What? That's so funny. That's right. How? How is... Kangs often work is, in conjunction with other Kangs. There's a whole series of stories where Kangs work with Kangs. So that was a bit of a trick twist, but the answer is, in fact, Kang the Conqueror. Okay. Take it. <laughs> I, I picked up on your hint, and I'll, t- I'll take it. <laughs> the dynasty continues, I guess. That's the game. I was this close. You were this close. Pete really was close. <laughs> Just like in the predictions from last year, you know, he actually gets 30 pity points and wins this round. Yes! <laughs> no! <laughs> just the look of disbelief on Sean's face right now. <laughs> that, was just a, that was a weird experience. Uh, what a way to cap off the year. Uh, well, congratulations, <laughs> Kale. Do you have a victory speech you would like to give? Suck it, motherfuckers! <laughs> wow. What a game. <laughs> what a game. Uh, hopefully we can play again soon. Kale is currently on a two-streak, a two-game win streak against the rest of us. Um, I strongly believe there should be an asterisk, asterisk next to that last one, but okay. Um, we persevere. Uh, and hopefully we can play again soon. <laughs> I mean, listen, you couldn't get it. You couldn't hack it. It's not my fault. Sure, man. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for our fill, our game of Phil's Clues and our huge prediction slash best of special. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we hope that you guys have a great rest of the year. Close out 2020 strong. It's been a... It's been... The, the year 2020 has really just been as good as that game of Phil's Clues, quite frankly. Um, which True. means it's been bad. So, <laughs> hopefully... It's been bad and I won. Well, best of the worst. Uh, hopefully you guys can enjoy the rest of your 2020 and go into 2021 with, uh, you know, good feelings. And hopefully we can all make 2021 our best year yet. Said the same thing going into 2020. We see how that turned out. But hey, we should all have hope. Uh, So thanks for being our pals for this year. We appreciate you guys as always. Let's get into the plugs. Uh, Well, I I will get into the plugs for the show. If you guys want to connect with us anywhere on social media, we're the Comics Pals, of course, all over the place. You can write to us at thecomicspals at gmail.com. You can get us, where else can you get us? On YouTube, at the Comics Pals. Come hang out with us over there. You can see our faces. Uh, you can watch Phil Freeze. Um, that's always fun. Well, Pete might cut those out. I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Only fans in the works. Not true. While you're there, uh, make sure that you guys are subscribing to our channel. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about the game of Phil's Clues. Uh, subscribe to our channel. I think I said that. Like the video. Share it with your friends so that uh, they know that we're here and you like what we do. Uh, and, of course, our book clubs are... All of our 2020 book clubs are out. Well, Hicksville will be out tomorrow. Hicksville will be out tomorrow, and then we're done. So you will have an entire slate. That should be 12, I think, book clubs to go check out. Um, They're great. Infinite Loop, well, uh, um, but the rest are great, and you will enjoy them. So go check those out, and stay tuned for announcements about our 2021 slate and all of the fun stuff we're going to be doing in 2021 
Things are only getting bigger and better on this side. So stick around, hang out with us, join our Discord so that you can be immediately aware of when we do all of the cool things that we're going to be doing, including making that place even cooler. So with that, let's get into the plugs. Pete. Thank you, guys, for joining us for another year of Comics Pals and uh, another uh, another edition of Phil's Clues. It was, it was a doozy. Uh, if you want to get some more content from me, you can follow me at loud underscore Pete on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can check out the podcast uh, where I talk about Nintendo uh, over on loopots.com. And uh, you can check out my band, Long Friend, Time Friend. Um, we have Chemical Change out right now, our first single. And our second one, uh, Mirror, comes out uh, on the first. So check that out. New Year's Day. Kale. You can come see me just fucking winning. <laughs> On Instagram at Toto in Toe. That's T O T O I N T O W. Uh, I implore you to listen to our conversation on uh, the Watchmen of Indie Comics, Hicksville. Um, you oh, won't want to miss that conversation. <laughs> uh, it really uh, was great. If Even if you've never heard of the book, uh, it's worth a listen. All right, Marco. You can find me at Mr. Marco Anamoto on Instagram and Twitter. As always, come talk to me about manga and animes and Attack on Titan, which has been awesome. The new season is out, and we've been watching it periodically in the uh, the Discord. So come continue that conversation over there. It's been fun. Oh yeah, that reminds me. The group wanted to read uh, Jujitsu Kaisen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we want to catch up on that. So if you're uh uh into reading manga at the same pace with other people uh we're gonna try and start jujitsu kaisen phil uh you can find me at cyborg bebop on twitter or instagram where you can message me the rules of phil's clues because it's clearly <laughs> been too long since i played last <laughs> uh all right <laughs> Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram only at Sean Soapbox. Hit me up to talk about uh, what you're most excited for in 2021. Uh, there is lots to be excited for. Uh, changing president, uh, new Marvel, DC, other uh, superhero properties on screen and in the books. And uh, lots of cool video games and things like that. So let me know what you're excited about. And uh, I wish you guys a tremendous new year. And uh, can't wait to do this for another year. And Many, many more after that. With that, we're the Comics Pal signing off. Take care, guys. Happy New Year. Who would have thought the purpose of a uh, game show was to not give more clues? <laughs> <laughs>